Today I'm talking with the hilarious and talented Anne Harada, who's rejoining the cast of Into the Woods on Broadway after filming season two of the wonderful TV series Schmigadoon. When we chatted a few weeks ago, she was preparing for her return to the stage, playing the role of Jack's mother, while also preparing to send her own kid off to college. I just figured I'd give you a call and just say, you know, what are you doing today? Work projects, family stuff, life stuff. You know, are you going to Trader Joe's? What's happening? Well, (laughs) not even as glamorous as Trader Joe's. I'm in Cape Cod right now with my family having a vacation and I'm starting work next week back at the woods. And I'm excited about that. This is my big break before everything, before everything starts again, (laughs) sort of as I think of it. I've been away all summer doing Schmigadoon season two. I was there from the up from like May 21st to the end of July. So that's two months and change, right? Was this something that you were sort of looking forward to all summer? Like this was going to be the big break? Yeah, totally. And then it's the woods came up and I was like, oh, well, so much for that. And as it is, I've sort of played around with the schedule a bit because, you know, I have conflicts. I have a family and we had sort of things that were set kind of like according to my Schmigadoon schedule. And then to the wits came up and I was like, guys, I have to do this thing, you know, have to take my kid to college. I have to do stuff. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. We're working around things like that. So. And so is that going to happen before, before you're back into the woods? I mean, I know you're- no, I'll be back in the woods for a couple of days of rehearsal and then I'll be like, okay, bye. Then I'll go leave for a day and come back. You know, it's just that there are certain fixed points in time that you just can't change. <laughs> Is this a a freshman year situation? Yes, yes. Wow. So while I'm starting into the woods, I will also be packing my head off. A lot of trips to Target. Right. Just trying to imagine like all the things one would need and then we're going to forget them. And then, you know, it's like it's all, it's that whole thing. Luckily, the school isn't very far away. That's how we can do it in a day. And, uh, you know, it's very exciting and and terrifying for everybody (laughs) all at the same time. Does it feel like this vacation is kind of a a really nice bonding experience before like a big a big change like this? We're trying really hard to to do stuff every day, fun, you know, just make sure we get in as much time as a family as we can, you know, which doesn't exactly tally up perfectly with like, and now you have to start a job. So yeah, it's it's um, it's been a struggle, but we've we're 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 doing it. We're having a good time. So what is what is a day on the the Cape look like? I actually don't know what people do over there. So what are you gonna what are you gonna do? <laughs> we don't do much. I mean, you know, we're on vacation. So my mother in law has this house on the Cape that everybody sort of decamped to during the pandemic, and so we've been spending a lot of time here. It's beautiful. It's right on the water. So you know, you get up in the morning and you're looking at the water and you're eating your breakfast. And yeah, I mean, it's just very boring and fun. Yesterday, I took my kid to see the College Light Opera production of uh, She Loves Me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was fun. You know, we do stuff like that. And there's like Cape League baseball. And we went candle pin bowling. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, summer stuff you do on the Cape. And we've eaten a lot of ice cream. It's pretty much been our day. What's your go-to ice cream flavor? Oh, I have several. On the Cape, I tend to try to eat berry flavors because that's very big here in New England. So blueberry, you know, raspberry, that kind of stuff. But I love mint chocolate chip. So I try the mint chocolate chip everywhere I go. 
That's that sounds amazing. So since you're going into the woods like in a couple of weeks, what does the preparation look like for that? Well, because of my schedule, basically everybody else in the new cast has started music rehearsal this week in the city and I am here. But I promised them that I would go over my music um, since, of course, I've already done the show at City Center. So I have all my music and I have all my recordings from those rehearsals. So, you know, I'm trying to like go over them and like be as prepared as I can before I start rehearsal next week. But let me tell you, it's not easy when you're on vacation and you're staring at a bunch of pieces of paper and you're just like, oh, OK, come on and you can do this. It's like you did it once. You, I know you can. <laughs> right. You got to just rip the Band-Aid off again and dive back in. I know. Well, that's it. It's like I can I kind of know it you know like I feel like well I kind of know it then I'm like but do I really know it like really really yeah like that's sort of because when you're by yourself it's really hard to tell that's all because you've just been singing in your head for so long but you're like is this even the right notes I don't know right so does that look like you like singing along to tracks of yourself that that you have yeah singing along to tracks of yourself that's always lovely (laughs) (laughs) and like trying to remember like and now I talk you know like you know like Blah, 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 blah. And now I sing and now I, you know, like just trying to like remember the order of everything is is the rough part for me anyway. It's your one woman show of Into the Woods. Of Into the Woods. No, exactly right. I literally have like a collection of pages that I even taken with me to Canada in the event I was asked to come back. Not that I had any guarantee on this. Not that I was, you know, assured that it would happen. But like in the event you're asked, you should have your pages. And I was like, oh, Lord. So, I, you know, I took my pages out and I, you know, and I didn't look at them at all in Canada, obviously, because nothing had happened. And I was like, I guess this isn't happening. And then it happened. So you're like, all right. I'm just saying, like, you know, when you're sitting there going through, there's no time to sit and dither while her withers, wither, wither. It's kind of hard to remember where that goes in the show. <laughs> like, you know, it. be like, when do I say it? And I saw the show. I, I was in New York for like three days. I saw the Broadway production just to see how different it was from City Center. And the answer was not that different. You know, there's, there's some different movement that Jack's mother has, but it isn't crazy. Like, oh, no, I have a, you know, like a dance solo. It's like nothing like that. It's just I noticed her path was a little different than my path. So I was like, all right. Well, the original rehearsal time for the Encores production was so insanely short, right? Yeah, it was ridiculous. That w- it was a couple weeks. I mean, learning it for that and then, you know, still having like script in hand, I guess, if you if you need it. Or was that just kind of for show, like as a throwback? Well, here's the thing. You're allowed, like, it's part of the contract that you're allowed to have your script in hand, right? Hardly anybody does, obviously, because they don't like it, like it gets in the way, it's annoying, you know. But I think it's important to show the audience that you have a script in your hand, even if you never look at it, just so that they get the visual cue of like, this is not done. This is not a full production, you know. Because I think the expectations are so high on an encore. Obviously, everybody, you know, is trying their best to be off book and to give a fully realized performance. And so in Into the Woods, we had a big talk about this, like on the first day which was like, if we need the script, can we use the script? Will we be punished for using the script? (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff. And sort of like as a group, we all sort of agreed that there we had, everybody had trouble spots, certain trouble spots. And so during those spots, we would all have our books. So it was just sort of worked into the choreography 
that, okay, in this number, you all have your books. In this number, you none of you have your books. You know, like that. Oh, got it. So it's, yeah, sort of a group effort. It's a group effort. Yeah. And of course, by the end of the run, hardly anybody opened their book <laughs> to the, but the points where we had trouble. But certainly at the beginning, we needed to. I mean, I know I needed to. It's really the group numbers, like the ends of the acts. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, what am I, what am I saying? Huh? You know, like it's very similar, yet it's different from the last time. You know, that kind of stuff. So. Right. Where do I come in and what are they saying? And what am I yapping about this time? <laughs> you know, that whole thing. The tiny little line changes, little word changes yeah. that, you yeah. know, he loves so much. Well, you know, Steve, what a kidder. Oh. <laughs> um, and that's part of it, too. It's like you, if of all the shows in the world, you don't want to mess up the words. It's this show. You know, we have an obligation. We're paying tribute to one of the greatest theater writers of all time. Right. I don't want to mess up his lyrics really here. of course of course and then also the the fans are like singing along every syllable oh yeah no of course fans oh my god fans yeah they'll notice they'll notice every little thing yeah, that's right they do and they notice every little thing and i don't blame them of course i would notice you know that's why i wear a mask in the theater so nobody sees me singing along <laughs> Oh, that's that's smart. So whenever you are doing eight shows a week, because you've been on Broadway multiple times, what does that feel like to you? I mean, how do you even prepare like physically for something like that? Not to mention, you know, getting all of your songs ready and, and all of oh, that. But, but the actual, yeah, the physical part of it. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, no, it is. We've always looked at it as training for like an athletic event. Right. If eight shows a week, you know, you have to build your stamina to get through eight shows a week. You know what you need to do for your body and your voice to keep them in shape. So basically, the days are about kind of maintaining that schedule. At least they are for me in terms of like how much I sleep. When do I get up? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. When do I eat dinner? Otherwise, because otherwise you can't digest and you're uncomfortable and blah, 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 blah. So, so when I'm in a show, my days are very kind of like, boring and prescribed because I know what I need to do to get ready for each show. Many days are a little different because I got two. But um, <laughs> but other than that, your whole day points towards I got to be ready by seven o'clock or eight o'clock to do the show. That's it. So what time are you going to sleep on those on those Broadway days? Well, it depends on when you get home, doesn't it? OK, so this is a long show. So most people can't go to sleep the minute they come home because your body kind of needs to unwind a little bit. So let's say on a good day, I would get to bed by 1 or one thirty, you know. And then when I had a kid in school, I had to get up at 6.30 to get that child to school. So that sucked. <laughs> That's a lot. That was a big, that was a big suck. Um, and then, you know, and then he'd go and then I'd go back to sleep for a couple of hours. <laughs> um, and then, you know, then you get up for realsies and you start your day. But it's also trying to like, you know, manage all your appointments and, you know, your other jobs and your other commitments and your doctor's appointments and your acupuncture, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is it takes to maintain you. Yeah, that's all. Do other parts of your life sort of get a pause um, when you're having a schedule like that? Well, that's it because your time is so precious because like not only is it your rest time, you know, because you've got to recover from doing the shows. <laughs> But it's also like if you do other things, like if you do like a reading of a musical or a play during the day, right, then that's a whole nother thing. Then you have to, then you have to build in that time to like go to that rehearsal and be a part of that. And that's hard when you're it's hard to pull double duty, I think, always. 
But like, that's how the business goes. You want to help develop new works and it's flattering to be asked. And so, you know, you get up. I mean, I, of course, would already have been up because I had to get up to get my kid to school. But then you get up and you have to be at the rehearsal room at 10 o'clock and you're there from 10 to 6, right? And then you go right to the theater and you do your nighttime show. Sucks. It's dumb. But that's how we roll. That's how we've always rolled. Do you feel like even though you're going back into this like very splashy, like exciting show that you always have to keep an eye on like what's next after that? Like how do you how do you balance those? Yeah, it depends on what it is. Like, you know, if it's a project that you've been involved with for a while, you're more motivated to keep going with it if it's something that you like and you think that you're suited for. It's harder to take on new work while you're kind of busy, but it happens. It's just sort of like, what can you do? Like, do you feel like you want to? It's, you know, it's all, it's all case by case. It's not like, oh, now I'm doing this, so I cannot do, you know, it's not like there's never any like for sure forever kind of decision. It's just like, what can I do? Can I take the time to do this? Will I be crazy and miserable if I do this? That's basically everything. And that involves every kind of performing, you know, doing benefits, being a guest in somebody's club act, whatever it is that people ask you to do on your time off. You have to gauge it and go like, yes, this is worth it. Or no, I don't want to. (laughs) I feel like you have to probably get really good at saying no. Have you gotten better at that as you've had more years in the business? I try to do it as quickly as possible if I know that I can't do it. Like if you ask me to do something and I look at my book and I'm like, oh, I'm busy. I tell you like that second. I don't like think about it for a few days. I get right back to you because I know how hard it is to make the ask. I've done it many times, obviously, to ask people to do stuff. And like that, it's just easier to go like, I absolutely am not available. So move along. You know what I mean? I've gotten better at that. I just think it's always hard for me to say no to people that, especially that are my friends, because you want it. You want to be available to them and you want to help them out. And it's usually material that you like. So it's hard to say no. And you truly try to make it work. But sometimes you just are so overwhelmed. It's not possible. I was looking online and I saw that Avenue Q opened on Broadway 19 years ago and just was wondering what you know now about your work and your own creative process that you maybe didn't know so much then. I know that I I need a lot of repetition to feel comfortable. <laughs> um, I feel like in Avenue Q, I was a lot faster on my feet in terms of like we would get changes and we would implement them right away. And that happens in TV too sometimes. So I also just like, I like the state. I like the repetition of it. I like getting better by doing it. And I just feel like what I'm excited about, honestly, about Into the Woods is that at some point, I will know it. Like, I know I feel like I don't really know it now, but at some point I will know it. At some point I will not be looking at my script going like, do I have a scene in two pages or do I have, you know what I mean? Right. When I was at Encores, that's what that felt like. That whole process was like, oh my God, am I on the right side of the stage for my next entrance? Every single time. And at some point, I would, I can't wait to get to the point where it's like, I know what's happening now. <laughs> I mean, it won't be for a while, but I, at some point it will happen. And I'm excited about that. Is it just when, when you're actually up there with the entire cast and, and you're feeling all of their energy and you're in the show? I think it really helps to have the muscle memory of the path. For me, that's always been the way. I mean... I've done the Muni in St. Louis several times, which is also a harrowing rehearsal schedule because literally you have to do the thing in like 11 days. You know, you have to learn, you start rehearsals and then 11 days later, you're doing it on stage. Oh my gosh. And it is harrowing. I mean, especially depending on like what show you're in and what part you're playing. And like, for some reason, 
<laughs> the last few times at the Muni, they've been giving me parts that really have way more dancing than anybody should have, at least me should have. And I'm like, guys, this is the worst. Like I, you know, I'm the worst, at, especially at doing things quickly, you know, in terms of dancing. And like some poor, you know, guy has to like be there and drill me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I had to play Mrs. Wormwood and Matilda and I almost had a heart attack because it was like, she has to do like these dances. And you just got through it? Oh yeah, of course you have to because the show must go on. I mean, theoretically it doesn't really have to, but you know, theoretically the show must go on and you have to do something. You have to get up there and fill that time with something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, of course it's always worked out and it's always been great, but it's just, it's so nerve wracking. And I was like, you know, if you can get through the muni and you can get through encores, you're going to be fine because they're both like high pressure jobs, like that you don't have enough time to practice. Yeah. And, and now it seems like the woods is kind of a well-oiled machine and, you know, the cast coming in and out, less of a, a mad dash like encores. Right, right. Fun to watch, less fun to, to do and prepare for, less fun I guess. To do, much less fun to do. I'm really looking forward to having fun to do it. And I did the last time, too. It was just, it's just, you know, such a different kind of mindset, especially on Broadway, especially if you're going to run for a while. And I have been lucky to have a few long running kind of shows. There's a rhythm to it that I just can't wait to figure out in terms of the way the show runs. I'm excited to experience that since I really haven't had that chance. And is Milky White good to work with? Is Milky White good to work with? Well, she's the best cow. Yes, of course. I mean, Kennedy is the greatest, the greatest person ever. He played my child in Falsetto Land, the all-Asian Falsetto Land many, many years ago, like in 1998, I want to say. He was my Jason and I was Trina. And so I've known him a long time. And so to be able to work with him in his Broadway debut, I'm very, very excited. Yeah, a lot of Broadway debuts in this show, which I'm sure just gives it such a fun energy. Oh, it's so moving. It's just unbelievably moving. You know, when I saw Cole sing Giants in the Sky on Broadway, and I had heard him sing it a million times, obviously, at City Center and in rehearsal and stuff. I just cried and cried. It was like, there's my Jack. <laughs> there's my Jack on Broadway. It was thrilling. Really, really great. Does the role of Jack's mother feel like especially poignant at this point of your life when you're taking your kid oh, off of to course. college? I mean, it's like I said uh, at rehearsal. It was like, you guys, this is the easiest thing in the world. I literally have a child who would sell a cow for a handful of beans. That's how I feel <laughs> about my actual kid, right? I have a kid who would swap a cow for a handful of beans, and this child is going to college, and I won't be around. You'll lie. Um, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it just has to, like, oh, gosh, I hope nothing bad happens. <laughs> um, well, what can you do? This is part of, this is part of life. This is what we do. Got to get out of the way at some point. So. Yeah, it's a, it seems like a really exciting moment for your family and then also just your career and what's going on with the show. And I'm so glad you were able to take some time and just talk through where you are today and maybe where you're going to be in the next couple of weeks. So I can't wait to come see you into the woods. September 27 is when I go in. But if you don't need to see me, you can go earlier. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we all need to. We all need to go see you. It's such a fun, joyous night at the theater. Oh yeah, I mean, it's so thrilling to be a part of that show, that particular show. Obviously, it's every you know every show is relevant and resonant now because every show is about community and every show is about getting through something difficult. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful piece, and it's thrilling to be a part of it. I'm excited. 